BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It seems people who have passed away have strong reservations about net neutrality. What is actually going on here? I'm Jonathan Strickland, and this is Tech Stuff Daily. For some time now, the Federal Communications Commission in the United States has accepted comments submitted by U.S. citizens on the subject of net neutrality. That's the concept that states that companies that provide Internet service should allow access to all content and apps that rely upon the Internet, regardless of their source. Further, they should do so without extending any preferential treatment to some services or hindering others. It's a hot topic issue in the United States in particular, and net neutrality advocates have been submitting comments on the subject for the last few years. According to James Harvey, who wrote about his experience on Medium.com, there have been several comments on the FCC site that are against net neutrality that are from some suspect sources. Harvey discovered that a surprising number of those comments originated from Sharpsburg, Georgia. That's a small town in my home state that in the 2010 census boasted a population of 341 people. It's also a town where Harvey grew up and isn't too far from where he lives now. Harvey decided to do some investigation. He had already noticed that many of the comments against net neutrality shared the exact same wording. That led him to conclude that the comments had been added in some automatic way. He went to Sharpsburg to find out why hundreds of people, essentially the population of the town, were so against the idea of net neutrality. According to his account, Harvey discovered that most people were unaware that they had apparently left a comment on the subject in the first place. Many had no clue what net neutrality was and denied ever having written anything on the subject at all. More than a few of the people on his list no longer lived in Sharpsburg and hadn't in years. And in at least one case, the person who had supposedly commented on the FCC's site had died more than a year earlier. Harvey's suspicions seemed well-founded. Someone had apparently taken a list of people's names and addresses, most likely culled from a compromised database or collection of databases, and then populated the FCC's comments section with fake public statements coming out against net neutrality using bots. In other words, using a program to automatically populate those comment fields. 
The current chairman of the FCC has voted against Internet service providers being grouped under Title II of the Communications Act of 1934. That group was created originally for telephone service providers. It's also the group that gives the FCC more oversight over ISP policies. He has advocated for a strategy of light regulation, and opponents to his point of view state that this leads to large companies solidifying monopolistic holds on regions and is ultimately bad for the customer. According to Carl Bode, who wrote about his own experiences on TechDirt, contacting the FCC about fraudulent comments is a waste of time. Bode claims that someone left a comment in his name on an FCC site that very much was in opposition to his actual views. He says that when he contacted the FCC to alert them to the fraudulent post, he was told nothing could be done. So what exactly are the two sides of this argument? Let's take the pro stance first. Net neutrality is supposed to require everyone to offer up a level playing field on the internet, regardless of the service or device that's in use. Ideally, any person accessing the internet should be able to use or visit any legal site or service on the internet itself. The user's ISP would not block any legal content, nor would the ISP put some content on a fast track while purposefully throttling other content. That last bit is important. Many ISPs, such as Comcast, don't just provide access to the stuff that's on the internet. Many of them also are in the business of making that stuff, too. In a world without net neutrality, such an ISP could choose to boost its own content to users while throttling competing products. Here's an example. Without net neutrality, Comcast could choose to give its customers favorable access to its own on-demand video services while slowing down traffic from a competing service like Netflix or Hulu. Net neutrality advocates argue that this is an anti-competitive practice. Netflix doesn't have its own dedicated connections to customers. Its traffic has to travel across ISP infrastructure. It would be unfair, say the advocates, for a service dependent upon that infrastructure to find itself impeded purposefully. And since many regions in the United States have few options when it comes to ISPs, there's not much of a customer can do should their own ISP start engaging in that type of behavior. In an ideal world, customers could cancel a contract with one ISP and hire on another, one with a more fair approach to delivering content. But if you don't have any options open to you, you're stuck with whatever your ISP wants. Opponents to net neutrality say that the increased regulation is at best unnecessary and at worst holding back companies from innovating. Specifically, the argument states that if ISPs could charge content creators fees in return for which the content creators would find their work put on fast track of the ISP's infrastructure, the ISP could then use that money to build out better networks with advanced fiber. This would lead to unprecedented data throughput and download speeds. The pro side counters with the argument that such a policy would stifle innovation because only really big companies would be able to afford those fast-tracking fees. Any startups would be at an enormous disadvantage, making it very difficult to discover their services. Plus, say the net neutrality advocates, ISPs have shown little interest in investing more money into infrastructure. They might find it more helpful to use that money to boost pure profit. The current FCC appears to be more sympathetic to the con side of net neutrality than the pro side. That has led some people to suggest that the FCC has no incentive to take allegations of fraud seriously or to even acknowledge opposing viewpoints. Where this will lead remains to be seen. That's all for now. To learn more about net neutrality and the tech policies that affect everybody, check out the podcast Tech Stuff. 
The show publishes on Wednesdays and Fridays and is a much longer, more in-depth look at technology. I'll see you again soon. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.